Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn more about us through zencare.org. Dogen says, if you're unable to find the truth right where you are, where else do you expect to find it? We have a neighbor that I talk about sometimes and she, whenever I'm in the elevator with her, I'm kind of pretty sure what she'll say. This morning I had a feeling it would be like, oh, it's too cold and rainy. And she did. <laughs> Last week it was often, I can't believe it's still warm. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not quite right. It's such a wonderful reminder to me about how all of us have that kind of Goldilocks quality of not quite right. Some ways it's just that she gives it voice for all of us to really regard where we are in our lives. A little bit not quite right. If it was just X, Y, Z. Colder, warmer, less rainy. Last week she also mentioned that it hasn't rained in a long time. <laughs> and then when it rains, it's too rainy. But it's so much like, I know for myself, my own mind. It's just like these little dissatisfactions. How do we regard our own mind? How do we regard the minds of others? Recently, Chodo and I had the privilege of being with a group of very caring people involved in ministry and uh, we asked each of them you know that icebreaker question like oh so what brings you here but instead we said you know so say your name and who have you lost and it was so moving to go around the room and such a different way of introducing ourselves. So humbling. Grandparents, parents, spouses, 
friends, grandchildren, brothers and sisters. How do we regard that? And somehow there was this very different regard in the room for each other. To realize that everyone is dealing with many different kinds of losses. And we forget that. I forget that. That people have heaviness on their heart. Missing people. Don't know how to connect to people. That's the rub for many of us. We miss certain people and don't know how to connect to the people really that we're with. So caught up in our stories about how it is. <coughs> In the Vilamakirti Sutra, in the chapter 7, it's called Regarding Living Beings. In Manjushri, the Bodhisattva, or the quality that we all have of wisdom, asks Vilamakirti, this teacher, how does the Bodhisattva, someone who's vowed to serve others, regard living beings? Many people in this room are spending lots of time caring for other people. How do we regard them? How do you regard the person in the mirror? Vilmakirti says, as a conjurer looks upon, looks on the beings they conjure up. Thus does the Bodhisattva regard living beings. At first, I was always so surprised by that initial response. As a conjurer looks on the beings they conjure. To me, in order to do that, we have to realize that most of the time we're just conjuring each other. Rarely do we actually experience someone as distinct. Many people who train here or with us understand what it means to actually look at someone and how challenging that is. Because rarely do we actually <coughs> see who we're with. He also says, regard living beings as the wise view the moon in the water. What would it be like to view people not as so distinct, but just as a reflection 
of the vastness of the moon. How would you look at people differently? There's someone in my life that I, for many, many years, have had such a difficult relationship with. <coughs> There's someone I felt perpetrated from victimized by I had so many good reasons to feel the way I do and I really love this person also and last night I was speaking with them and they were really suffering Someone else had stopped speaking to them. And they were asking for my advice, which is always, of course, a very tricky thing. So I said, you know, well, if you're going to really ask for advice, do you really want advice? Mm -hmm. And do you really want advice from me? And they said yes. So we had a really important conversation about the trails of difficulty. Recently, many of us did our family trees, looking at the patterns of difficulties, generation after generation after generation. And very often we think of these things as our things. For many of us, it just flows from generation to generation. And we talked about their grandfather who didn't speak to his father. And how their grandfather and his father didn't speak. And this person's father didn't speak to any of his siblings. And about how this person doesn't speak to their sister. And his children don't speak really to each other. And now his grandchild is not speaking to him. this river of difficulty. But to me, what was so helpful is just like seeing like, wow, that this, we all can do this and participate in this. Except 
many of us get stuck when we think it is not, it's the moon itself as opposed to a reflection of the moon. We think it's reality as opposed to one reflection of reality. For many years, I was sure that my practice, my meditation practice would change all of that. If I just meditated enough, then I would really see clearly through all of that. It didn't work, which was incredibly disappointing. Because for me, if we just think of our practice as I did on the cushion and not how we treat people, how we talk to people, how we regard them, then we're completely missing the heart of practice and what compassion is. Recently, I was put in such a pickle by someone. <laughs> we were sharing a space for something and then they just decided to change and gave me a few days notice. We've been sharing this space for years and years. And this is a teacher of meditation. such an important teaching to me. Not about blaming them, but just how we can all get so blind to and preoccupied of our thoughts, our wishes, our ideas. And I realize I'm like him too. The woman in the elevator, person I shared my space with, get so caught up <clears throat> if the Bodhisattva Manjushri says looks on beings in this way how can they treat them with compassion so what do you do what is compassion McCarthy says you have to treat people with com the compassion that is impartial and equanimous, leaving no one out. If everyone truly is a reflection of the moon and the water, how could you leave anyone out? How do you, Phil McCurty says, treat them with compassion free of any contention. 
that was what was miraculous about this conversation last night. I had no ill will towards this person. In that moment. <laughs> In that conversation, I really, really felt very loving. It was a compassion that was equanimous. I saw how he suffers so much. So this idea of compassion with contention is so popular. But Bill McCurdy is suggesting, try compassion without contention. We could be trying to be compassionate and like bonk people over the head with our compassion because they're not doing what we want them to do when we want them to do it. <coughs> but we're being very compassionate. <laughs> if you just get out of my way. I'm sure no one in this room has ever done that. Or a very popular thing to do in retreats. So one partner goes away and retreat or a friend and then you go home and then you're like, I can't believe that you're not paying attention to like the people that you might live with or live near. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I just learned about being compassionate for five days. You idiot. <laughs> And then they come talk to me like, I can't believe my partner's just not, you know, they're not, she's not, or he's not, you know. <sighs> How normal. Where I spent five days on a retreat and how come I don't feel wonderful all the time? I mean, it's the beauty of really learning how to practice with compassion without contention. It's easy to say we're practicing with compassion. But true compassion is both for yourself and for others. Equal. Compassion is not self-compassion or compassion for others. It's giving and receiving equally. Easy to say. The heart and mind of the bodhisattva never flags. I love that. heart and mind of the bodhisattva never flags, never give up. 